Reality TV show judges can't stop talking about contestants' massive dong. Welcome to season six, where we're phoning it in. You don't think critically and then put a Pop-Tart into your body. I am highly caffeinated and minorly concussed. Aruga, aruga. What came first, the love sack or the gravity gun? It's my turn to do a sin with Sonic. This is for the freaks. <laughs> Too much piss. That's the kind of bad decisions we like to hear about. Let me a sleepy ass bat. How much shrimp can you fit in your mortal body? You told me you guys would be cool. That's season six intro material right there. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how the discourse around the critics' reviews of the Mario movie has pushed me into my hater era. I'm a hater now. Your favorite now? thing? Now? It's probably bad. But that's okay, because my favorite things are also bad. Are you a hater about the Mario movie, or just a hater about the discourse about the Mario movie? I'm a hater about everything. Everything is okay. bad. Now, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I just, okay. St- again, I say now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this this has broken me. The critics reviews of the Mario movie. It's a kid's movie. If you tell me you went to a, a movie and your kids really loved it and you had a good time and, and that's about it, you have given me a mediocre movie review. That is not a review of a good movie. And I will... Die on that hill. <laughs> okay. This coming from four guys who haven't seen the Mario movie. Wait, I thought you were going to say that like critics are being too hard to the Mario movie. You're saying critics are being too nice to the Mario movie. No, I'm saying critics have, have probably nailed it. You're upset that people are upset that critics have yes. rated the, the Mario movie not exemplary. Yes, exactly. Oh, this has layers, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, it does have layers. Much like the Mario movie does not. Apparently. It is a movie that has been described <laughs> sure. to me as like watching someone play the best looking game of Mario you've ever seen. And that is a mediocre movie review. And that's fine. I too had a Wii U. <laughs> I'm going to watch the Mario movie. I'm probably going to enjoy it. But that doesn't mean it's like a 10 out of 10 movie. And that's okay. I love this is what broke you. Right. <laughs> of all the things. Right, yeah. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> okay. Similar backlash against critics' reviews of, like, the DC movies mm. made me feel a similar way, and this was, like, the last straw. The, sure. the straw that broke the camel's back. It's great if you love a mediocre movie. I love a lot of mediocre art. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but let's not kid ourselves and pretend the Mario movie is peak cinema. I can't wait for more of Hater Kyle to emerge. Like, this character arc is still fresh, and I'm excited to see where it goes. <laughs> like, Todd entered his villain era a couple weeks ago on the show. I'm I'm entering my Hater era. What brought me to my villain era? I, it's been too long. I don't remember. <laughs> we'll find something new. We'll get there. All right. So, that said, as we all may or may not know, the MCU is doing some restructuring of its release schedule. After about two and a half years of high-speed releases to Disney+, Plus, Bobby Iggs was called in for one last mission, <laughs> making the MCU less mid. <laughs> Hearing quality not volume was a relief to many fans' ears as Robert Allen Iger 
eased on the brakes of the MCU's release schedule, with the studio announcing delays on at least half of its remaining MCU Disney Plus projects for 2023. Loki has been pushed back. Echo and Ironheart both have been, like, delayed without a new release date announced. What if maybe the only thing that isn't delayed, but, like, X-Men has been delayed, and they're now propping up Secret Invasion way more than they were. This is all part of Disney's, like, restructuring of Marvel and Star Wars, just being like, hey, we put out too much too fast, and we're going to back off a bit. Didn't they announce some Spider-Man high school years animated series that just Mm kind of disappeared? Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man freshman year. Yeah, freshman year. That's in the same, like, box of, like, had a release date and now is listed as coming soon on the Disney Plus website. I'll be more nervous about movies if we don't get a teaser trailer either by or shortly after uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for the Marvels. Like, that's where I'll get nervous. Mm, Okay. I think Marvels is still on track and like... Isn't that still November? Yeah, it's supposed to come out this year. I think that's still November. I think so. Like, they're, they're pushing Secret Invasion more than they were now they're hyping that i'm fine with that were same yeah it looks really good it's it's the the sequel to winter soldier that we all wanted yeah yeah let's watch it first huh (laughs) let's just come on i see andrew has joined team hater i mean come on let's get an episode in but (laughs) let's not speak too soon (laughs) we all watched hawkeye (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we all watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, there it is. We, we all watched, insert Disney Plus mm-hmm. property. Yeah. That all said, Bob Iger also knows that in order to keep getting everyone $7.99 a month, soon to be $10.99 a month for no ads, there has to be content. The content has to flow. And since this new content has to come out this year to fill the gaps of these delayed shows, it needs to be made quickly and cheaply. And guys, that means reality TV. <laughs> hey Woo! But Robbie... Right. I call him Robbie because we're friends. Uh, Robbie told me that this still has to be somewhat MCU related. Otherwise, he'd have vivisected Kevin Feige like the corpse of Vision, uh, <laughs> combing his anatomy for the secret code that made the Infinity Saga successful. All for nothing. What a use of the word vivisected. This is pretty good. I like fitting, uh, fitting my magic card words into uh, casual conversation. Uh, yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen two V's that close together. <laughs> <laughs> so DT exclamation point HQ studios with our new foray into live entertainment has been tasked with developing the next buzzworthy reality or competition show for Disney plus, but it has to have the X-Men in it because, 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 because the X-Men are super popular. The X-Men are one of the, the X-Men cartoon is one of the remaining MCU properties that people are still excited about. So it has to be X-Men to build hype for X-Men entering this MCU. It's the one the critics are <laughs> raving for. <laughs> sure is a good thing they put that X-Men animated stinger sound in two properties already. Yeah, yeah, sure is. <laughs> that is why I am joined by showrunners Matt. Born in the Wild Cole, Andrew, my fair Brady Henderson, and Todd, dating naked Thomas, to pitch me their ideas for Disney Plus's newest competition or reality show featuring the X-Men. I have seen every one of these shows. Yeah. Every single one. I have seen them. Matt, don't ever uh, change. 
Thank you. <laughs> I haven't, and that's surprising for me. I remember hearing about My Fair Brady. I remember I can see the ad, but I don't remember the other two. Right. I did not know that dating naked existed until I saw some TikTok clip of like reality TV show judges can't stop talking about contestants' massive dong. And I was like, I'm sorry, what is this? <laughs> and then you were like, I have to watch all 19 seasons of this. I was like, well, I need to know. I did not watch more than the one episode. It's much like MILF Manor, it has a bit. And uh, once you, <laughs> once you get it, there's, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that's the one you two weren't familiar with because, like, I thought Dating Naked is the most recognizable out of the three. I think so too. Well, that or My Fair Brady because I also yeah. remember the My Fair Brady ad campaign. Born in the Wild's a deep cut for sure. Yeah, yeah. My Fair Brady definitely came out in the height of the like Osborne's era of reality yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the slice of life shows. Yeah, 100%. When I still was watching cable, that's why I remember it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dude, mm-hmm. I tell you what, if you get yourself, there are three apps. If you want to be like me, and let's face it, nobody I does, don't. but if you want to be I like love you, me, but I don't. <laughs> there are three apps you need. Are you going to tell me to watch something on Crackle, Matt? I'm not going to watch something on <laughs> Crackle. Like, no, he's going to tell you to get Sling. I'm not going to tell you to get Sling because Sling's expensive, and that's a big ask. I'm going to, and they don't sponsor a show. I was going to say Tubi, Free V, and Discovery Plus. Those are the three that. that, like, if you just want an unlimited amount of trash reality TV. Those are the apps that you need. Yeah. I would have to cut critically acclaimed Final Fantasy 14 from my life, and I'm not willing to do that. So <laughs> I will never be like you. No, Matt's Matt's right. We we get a number of those free through Amazon, through some other dark magic that we've signed up for and are probably paying for and we don't know. And um, we'll talk about it in the post show. I started watching uh, jury duty which is on freebie <laughs> and it is rad it stars james marsden as james marsden i've been getting ads for that on tiktok and it does save it for the post show save great. it for the post show it's gonna be a hell of a post show today uh, you're all in big trouble yeah hey if you've never heard of the post show before you can <laughs> get it by going to patreon.com slash debate this cast thank you matt all right gentlemen please describe to me your show give me a brief description of the premise and tell me why uh, this show will only work with a cast of mutants. Also, give me the title of your show. Matt, take us away. Yes, Kyle, execs, my friends, you have come to me and asked me to talk about reality TV, and I have never felt happier or more unhinged. So, if you could all (laughs) travel back in time with me to the early 2000s, look, if we're going to make a reality show... We need to pull one from the early days of the genre. See, before reality TV was consumed by the homogenous monoculture, it was a lawless land where producers could put anything on television just for the sake of doing it. Sure, you had your survivors and your Iron Chef competition shows. You also had your cops and your dance moms slice of life shows. But there was another category, the true bastard son of reality television and the human condition. I'm talking about the shows branded as social experiments. This was the true blue, what can we make these idiots do kind of television. (laughs) And there was exactly one of them that held a very special place in my heart. WB's Beauty and the Geek. Wow. Wow. (laughs) What a pool. Right. The year is 2023, Kyle. We can't just go around basing reality shows on superficial appearances And thanks to the MCU, being a geek is in these days. So instead, we're going to sub in the mutants 
and separate them by their general usefulness and also their superficial appearance into show that we are calling Shooty and the Freaks. <laughs> okay. What do we do with that? Shooty and the Freaks. He did the thing. No, you said it again and that didn't help. I he get... did the thing again, guys. Okay. You know, wait, no, no, no. Oh, oh I yeah, almost I got know. away with it. I did. I What's going to happen? Do. What's going to happen? No, I, I can't stop him. We know we can't stop him. No. I'm just saying it now that 10 to 20 to 30 minutes from now, Matt's going to land some long running drum roll into <laughs> yeah. a pun. And I'm just getting us all ready for it by saying it out loud. He's circling the airport. He's go. He's yeah. doing donuts around the airport, the yeah. flight zone, so he can land this plane 45 minutes from now. Huh? I'm going to be really honest with it. you. I'm going to be really honest with you. I front loaded this one. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Shooty and the Freaks is the bomb drop. Got it. Okay. What I really wanted to talk about today was Beauty and the Geek. I don't really care about the X-Men, but I'm Fair. here to talk about Beauty and the cool. Geek today. And um, yeah, man, Shooty and the Freaks, that's the that's the bit. Okay. That's our bit. Okay. Um, I have one question, Matt. Yeah, Kyle. Is Cops considered a slice of life Ooh. reality show? Ooh. Is that the genre that's it in? It sucks. It absolutely sucks, but like, look at me and tell me it's any different than Dance Moms or the Oz Dog Wars, the Bounty Hunter. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Just because, yeah, I mean, it's just a different type of freak that you're uh -huh. watching. It's a different type okay. of life. And I'm specifically referring to the cops. Yeah. Okay. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. I don't feel good about what I did, but I feel right about what I did. <laughs> it's a moral. It's a moral victory. Is it? <laughs> I put cops and dance moms together intentionally because there's no bigger cop. Uh, well, than Well, they Adley should Miller. both be in jail. Yeah, everyone. Well, one involved. of them is. <laughs> <laughs> the answer may surprise you, <laughs> Andrew. Yeah. What show do you have for us today, Kyle? I've only got one question for you. Do you have it? Do 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 you have it? <laughs> now, to be clear, the it to which I am referring is guts, Nickelodeon's guts, to be specific. <laughs> <laughs> and then by extension, the you to which I'm referring in this context is not specifically you, Kyle Harper. Rather, that you in this example would be the full roster of the New Mutants, which is, of course, the edgy teen spinoff of the X-Men made famous by Fox's 2020 movie of the same name starring Maisie Williams and Anya Taylor-Joy. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. Those famous, famous new mutants. Those household oh, names. Andrew. That team that everybody loves. <laughs> Everybody's favorite X-Men property, the new mutants. <laughs> that movie that even the actors were like, eh, at the release. That movie that when I when I watched that credits, I was like, that wasn't as bad as I expected. <laughs> oh, no, Andrew. I, I still, to this day, I was there when that happened. And to this day, I don't know what movie you watched. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about Nickelodeon's guts because that's, that's what we're doing. We're doing we're doing the New Mutants in the in uh, Nickelodeon's guts. So uh, you may remember American Gladiators in the early '90s, building off the steam of American Gladiators, which is slice of life, <laughs> I guess. No, it's, uh, it's a competition. It's com competition. It's a competition. Competition yeah. sports. So yeah, it, it's it walked so Ninja Warrior could run. I just love the idea of that being a slice of life. <laughs> so building off of American Gladiators, Nickelodeon's Guts aired in 1992 as the kids version. 
And Nickelodeon's Guts surprisingly only ran for four years. Um, it was not on very long. Really? That's amazing. To that me. blew yeah. my mind. I was like, the, I, there could have had been a, nope, just four years. I watched Nickelodeon Guts on channel 402, Nick Gas for yeah. eons. So mm. despite the fact that it only ran for four years, they definitely aired it for 16. Oh, <laughs> right. yep. Yeah. Yeah. So each episode, we saw three tween challengers competing in a series of events that were all some tweak on a regular kid's sport like football, soccer, or track, but with big, silly elastic harnesses to make them <laughs> extreme. <laughs> and I'm telling you guys, you don't remember, you may not remember the details, but go back. 85% of the Nickelodeon Guts events were just this but elastic harness. Yeah. No, you're right. A I thousand remember. percent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, now, behind the magic was the show's host and hype man, Mike O'Malley, who later <laughs> appeared in Yes, Dear, the CBS sitcom, and in Glee as uh, Kirk's dad. Oh, that feels that feels right. Mike O'Malley. Wow, I yep. didn't make that that connection. That's, That's Mike O'Malley. Good for him. Good for yeah. Mike. And uh, his co-host, referee Moira Mo Quirk. Wait, can I do the thing? Can I do the thing? Let's I would go love to Mo. You too. Mo. That's the thing. He did the thing. Uh, So as everybody does remember, each episode culminates in the final challenge, an all-out race up a 25-foot fake metallic mountain called the Agro Crag. Oh, (laughs) yeah. yeah, Didn't they they change it in the later seasons to be like the Ultra Crag? (laughs) And then then it was the Super Mega Agro Crag. Yeah, it was. There were three iterations of the aggro credit. I watched a documentary about Nickelodeon Guts yesterday. Can you send me yeah. that? Please? I will absolutely send it to you. <laughs> 100% you. I will. Can Put I tell an aggro Craig story real quick? I would love for you to tell an aggro Craig yeah. story. It was like 2012 or so. Um, someone sold a piece mm-hmm. of the aggro Craig yeah, online that. for thousands of dollars. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some grown human who had won a piece of the aggro crag as a wee tween, yeah. like turned it around on, on eBay for like $8,000. I think they sold their like silver panther or silver jaguar jerseys well, that's a different too. show, Kyle. Yeah. Is it? But they could have yes. been on both. Let, you're you're thinking of, the of Legend Humble. of the Hidden Temple. Ah, yeah. I sure am. They were definitely, sure one am. was the spiritual successor of the other. Right. Mm-hmm. And as Todd is remembering, whichever kid won the most points at the end of the episode won the gold medal and, as Todd said, a piece of the glowing green rock and, more importantly, the envy of every single one of America's tweens and teens. <laughs> And so, instead of filling the roster of challengers with boring kids from upper-middle-class suburbs, we're going to reboot Nickelodeon's guts with members of the New Mutants. Now, you may ask, Andrew, how are you going to spice up these events for these superpower mutants mutants to compete with any challenge? My answer is we're not. We're just going to do it flat. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to do it perfectly straight. They still have to kick as many soccer balls through the hole as they they can, but... But they're mutants. I don't care that Wolfsbane can turn into a werewolf. I'm going to watch Wolfsbane turn into a werewolf and then try to throw foam footballs through a foam tire from 10 feet away strapped into an electric an elastic harness. Also, great news. We're happy to announce that Michael Malley is free to reprise his role as the series hype man. So here we go. Michael Malley presents the new mutants in Nickelodeon's guts. <laughs> What's Michael Malley doing these days? Yeah. Nothing. On Nothing. Disney yeah, Plus. When, when, you say, <laughs> Disney when Plus. you say he's free, do you, are you saying we have released him? Like he is now free and we, we should be worried that Legally, I can't free? answer that question. He is right. out all of the NDAs he had to sign for Glee. Right. And he yeah. can now take a new show. Yeah, his pact with Mephisto has ended 10 years after Glee ended. 
We've said his name three times. He is now free. He's in. My, he's behind me. I'm thinking of watching the footage of the aggro crag, which I'll do as soon as we're done here. Yeah, of course. And you will. thinking like as a child, you're like, what's so hard? You're just running up a little mountain. And I'm thinking like they're blasting them with like smoke and yeah. glitter yeah. and like rain. And like, I don't know if anyone here, you guys or people listening have ever done like a color run when they throw mm-hmm. colored powder at you. And then for the next three days, you're just sneezing out colored yeah. powder. You're yeah. finding colored powder. That's exactly it. It's very disorienting. And I'll talk about it here in a little bit later. But, you know, basically, because it wasn't just they had to climb up. They have to hit buttons. And yeah. the mm-hmm. fog, like, obscures the buttons and stuff. And, you know, they're they're kids. Like, they're they're already, they've already been doing stuff. So they're already Their tired. Their fine motor like, skills aren't even complete. Yeah, they're barely, <laughs> they're barely sentient. But yeah, so like, and they like Michael Malley. You can even hear him. He's like, and the anticipation is building. I'm Michael Malley. You know, you know, he does. And uh, yeah. yeah, so it's like, it's just, it's a, it's a big thing. It's, it's scarier than being uh, accosted in a temple by a, a vaguely racially insensitive man dressed <laughs> up in a costume. I don't know that it costume. is. Honestly, <laughs> it's I a think, different. I think unease. the temple guards different. might be scarier than the aggro crag. I don't know. Yeah, but they had Olmec in a different way. That's a that <laughs> post show. That's a conversation <laughs> for the post show. I God, see my I time. So bad. What if we just didn't do the podcast, you guys? <laughs> just talk about Olmec. Todd, um, what show do you have for us? Kyle, listeners, there are exactly two types of sprawling universes in popular media that I am well versed in. Oh, God. The universes of superheroes <laughs> and the universes of trash TV. <laughs> Today, you have given me a platform to make a hideous chimera oh, no. of the two. It's his final fantasy. Oh, God. I am prepared. Shady execs of DT exclamation point HQ studios. Let's lay some groundwork for this cursed Venn diagram. Reality TV is best when it focuses on people with massive red flags being put in close proximity with other people with massive red flags. And that said, viewership only goes up if you take those people. You deprive them of sleep, all the creature comforts, literally. You liquor them up something nasty, <laughs> and then you just make them date one another. That's right. We are going to take the equation that has been honed, nay, perfected over two dozen seasons and slap a bright yellow X-Men uniform on it, and that series is The Bachelor. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking one eligible single mutant and putting them in a sprawling mansion, but not like Xavier School, because that's going to feel icky if we're doing this. But I also don't know any other mansions in the X-Men circles. <laughs> X-Men so. canon. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like the, the Hellfire Club, maybe? Hell, yeah, 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 Hellfire Club makes sure. sense. And, and we're going to put them in the sprawling mansion, and we're going to have other eligible mutants vie for their love. Now, to make a bold never before attempted series like this pop, you're going to need a big headliner. So for season one, the pilot season of this, our mutant singles will be trying to win over one Raven Darkholm, a.k.a. Mystique, in (laughs) what I'm calling the Bachelorette, colon, is love skin deep. (laughs) Amazing. That's good. That's really good. The alternative title was going to be a series of increasingly strange boners, but that one doesn't play as well. That's just no. That's just X Men. That's just yeah. Just that standard X Men. Disney shot that alternative title mm-hmm. down. That yeah. was for Spike. Well, and to really drive it home here, that her shape shifting and constantly adjusting moral compass, and we're gonna get into it. But a long list of ex lovers, an incredibly <laughs> long list of ex lovers, gives us a show that people 
people are going to fork over that ten ninety nine a month without batting an eye, Kyle. This is this is just grand slam. Great. I actually don't have a question for Todd. I have a question for Andrew. Yeah. I don't think we got the title from Andrews, and I didn't realize it until Todd. No, it was said just his. Nickelodeon's. It's just Nickelodeon's guts. It was Nickel- oh, it's Nickelodeon's just Nickelodeon's guts. guts. Yeah, we're just we're playing, Nickel- we're playing Nickelodeon's extreme. guts with X Men. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's well. Technically, it's Mike O'Malley presents Nickelodeon's <laughs> guts fe- featuring the New Mutants. It's like uh, Dick Van Dyke's New Year's Rock and Eve with yeah. Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and and Bachelorette doesn't really have subtitle like to it either but i mean people know the seasons there's like the windmill season the the (laughs) what's his face jumps over a fence season there's all these seasons that that have subtext to them but yeah todd defines seasons of the bachelor like people in my hometown gave directions you go to the windmill you jump over the fence bachelor the frieza season bachelor the cell saga the one where they they have where they decide that two bachelorettes is a good choice but it's not (laughs) but but it's bad all right thank you so much gentlemen for your pitches um as we continue to hear your pitches we want to know kind of what we're in store for we got to rush this on to screen to fill these delayed show gaps we aren't going to be able to fully screen like the recorded episodes like we normally would. So we want to hear your pitches now to get an idea of what we're putting in front of our beloved customers' eyes. Uh, so, Matt, give me your season one lineup of who's going to be in this show and like what X-Men or any mutant really is going to be there. And what roles are they playing? Who Do we have a villain? Do we have like a heel turn or a face turn? Do we have the the goody two shoes? Just what do you got for us as far as our cast goes, Matt? Yeah, absolutely, Kyle. So let's talk first about the show that we are pulling inspiration from. I don't know if any of you guys watched Beauty and the Geek during the four seasons that it ran, but nope. the that's whole concept of four the show. Seasons. Yeah, that's, <laughs> four seasons. That's bleak. <laughs> the whole idea of Beauty and the Geek is in the title. You take seven hot ladies and seven nerdy dudes and you put them in a mansion and i don't know you kind of see what happens and you eliminate one every once in a while and then whoever's left at the end gets they all get really good at super <laughs> smash brothers melee <laughs> you don't give them anything to eat to consume except alcohol and film the what happens and methamphetamines <laughs> i there was definitely no meth on that show are you kidding me i bet half those guys had adhd <laughs> No, well, I don't. It was the 2000s. They didn't medicate people for that. <laughs> That's they just fair. said you had no, a different. large personality. Anyway, the whole concept is you split these groups of people up, you pair them off together, and then they are supposed to, in general, improve the other person. The geek helping the beauties learn, and the beauties helping the geeks be hot or whatever that side didn't really get fleshed out as hard as the other side did (laughs) these geeks don't have anything to offer these babes so what i am here to tell you about as far as our roster goes is that we need to split this group up and again the name of the show is shooty and the freaks so (laughs) half are gonna be shooties right and half are gonna be freaks incredible so let's start with Perfect. the shooties because that's what's that's what's bringing them in right so we have three mm. of each because seven and seven is way too much to talk about on a one-hour podcast we have three shooties <laughs> three freaks shooty number one cyclops very clearly a shooty he, his eyes they shooty 
Mm-hmm. Shooty number two. <laughs> His eyes, Colin. They shoot you. <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot you what you got. <laughs> anyway. The next one is Jubilee. Very clearly a shooty. She she does the her hands, they shooty. So <laughs> the next one is where we have to sort of defy the general idea. <laughs> Of what a shooty is. This is where we get creative. You with, are uh, you are already bending your own rules. Yeah, yeah no, you I'm put not. you no, put I'm Jubilee yeah, you who right. who has well fine whatever yeah, exactly. I literally think <laughs> yeah, I read whatever. three things that says she shoots blasts of light out of her hand. So the verb is there. Done. So the next mutant that I'm going to introduce you to is a mutant who was on the X Men named Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist was also in Deadpool two. Feel free to Google Zeitgeist if you like. His power is the power of vomiting. He vomits. Man, oh. if only you had more X-Men who shot guns like Deadpool. I don't know. That'd be <laughs> wild. Yeah, it would Bishop, be. Listen, it's Ford. my show. It's my show. Cable. It's my <laughs> show. Okay, so those are your three shooties. You've got Jubilee, Cyclops, and Zeitgeist. Now we need some freaks on the other side. Now, a very quintessential piece of Beauty and the Geek back in the day is that there was always one geek that was too hot. There was always one geek that it's like, you know, I think you snuck him in there. I don't know that he is the president of the Dukes of Hazard fan club. I don't know that I believe you. So we got to sneak a freak in there that everybody knows. <laughs> and the sneak f- a freak on the leash. <laughs> <laughs> and don't use all of our like closing bits before we get there. And the freak we're going to sneak is Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler looks like a kind of a freak. I mean, he's, he's kind of like a blue devil sort he's of situation. He's blue and furry, yeah. We, he's we got, got a, a tail and weird claw things. He's a freak. Isn't he Mystique's son? Yeah. We're talking about two different shows, though. Oh, Mystique okay. is yeah. the Sorry, best Todd's Bachelor show. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, so that's Also, isn't his whole entire arc like... He's persecuted because he's a freak and it leads to a lot of personal trauma. Exactly. That's why the, the whole idea is that he's going to like show the world how shitty that was. Right. Okay. By, so the show, next... by, by bringing him onto a show and calling him a freak. Got it. Yes, go. exactly. That's what we're doing. The next one. Uh, another one that I know you guys are all familiar with. Our old friend, Marrow. Marrow, the freaky bone lady. Mm-hmm. She's going to be one mm-hmm. of our other freaks. Classic freak. Then last but not least, this guy who I discovered via Google today named Beak. B-E-A-K, beak. Do me a favor. Google We're all beak gonna look real it up. Quick. Yeah, I'm gonna look up beak. I don't gotta Google beak, Matt. I know exactly what beak's mutant power is, but <laughs> <laughs> Beak is a freak. There ain't no sneak in um, beak. All right, Matt. Oh. <laughs> he's he's got a beak. So that's it. Those are our shooties and our freaks. And yeah, Kyle, they are all going to fit. Your typical reality TV show. Like I said, Nightcrawler, a little too good, a little too popular to be colloquially decided as a freak. Zeitgeist, sure, he is shooty, but what he shooties is vomit. And people are really going to judge him for that. You, of course, have Jubilee, the cute one that everyone has a crush on. And Cyclops, the one who's just there to play the game. You have (laughs) Marrow, who doesn't really understand that this is a reality show and thinks that this is like kind of a little bit real life and beak who you're like, man, I can't believe they let that guy on TV. <laughs> that dude's got a beak. <laughs> Shooty and the freaks. Shooty, the freaks coming to Disney plus. Shooty and the freaks. Wow. That 
Doesn't sound like it will cause any issues for Disney Plus at all when it airs. Nope, not a one. Great. It's got big Fox energy. Feels yeah. like a Fox show. Feels like a Fox show. It sure well, does. We are talking about the X-Men. So <laughs> what do you want? Andrew, tell us about your lineup for Ma- Mike O'Malley Presents Nickelodeon Thank Guts you. on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. So, you know, we've we've all seen Guts. The gimmick, the core gimmick, much like a lot of these competition shows, doesn't really allow for like quote unquote villain a face turn right there's not a lot of that drama it's really just about the the competition itself it's about the game it's about the game it's for the love of the game it's but about drive it's about drive it's about it's also about drive <laughs> but specifically with guts you know there's there's different combatants or different contestants on every episode so we we're not going to see a lot of return players unless until we do the like you know the winners rematch kind of thing grudge match now, fortunately, the New Mutants team has evolved so much over the years in comic canon that there are plenty of people to pick from to get a rotating series of three combatants every episode. So for the pilot episode, I think we stick to three of the, the group's founding members, which are Cannonball, Sunspot, and Danny Moonstar, all of whom were in the Fox movie. <laughs> now, Cannonball, whose his power is just explosions, Cannonball will obviously excel at any of the jumping challenges, like uh, you know, from over the top where they jump over a pole vault while harnessed to an electric, an elastic wire, <laughs> an electric wire, oh god, an elastic wire. Excuse me, to make your mark where they jump high and kick off a vertical wall while harnessed to an elastic wire, to slam dunk where they toss basketballs into a net while harnessed to an elastic wire. That's what he's gonna do. He's gonna be the jump. Man, uh, now Sunspot's <laughs> going to immediately burn off anything that he's being tied to. So the tethers holding him back in Fumble will easily give him the edge over his combatants. Seeing as her two competitors rely exclusively on heat and or combustion, Danny Moonstar should have no problem in events like Hang 10 or Totally Tubular, which we all remember heavily involve water. Now, future episodes can pull in other members from the New Mutants roster to shine. You know, for example, I could easily see Armor killing the dodge it dodgeballs with her psionic exoskeleton. You guys know Armor? I know Kyle does because Armor's, <laughs> Armor's <laughs> a, just, pretty, pretty, pretty solid Marvel card in Marvel yep. Snap, yeah. yeah. Magic, who is also in the movie, Magic would be a shoe in for Slamma Jamma as she can just rip portals to appear behind the other combatants to make baskets without any retaliation. There's a few other uh, ringers here. We've got Bird Boy who is not dissimilar from Beak. He's just got the wings instead of the beak. Uh, Bird Boy's flight and superhuman reflexes make him very well positioned to nail all the shots required in Bullseye. And this wouldn't be a DT Comics episode if we didn't have some weirdo mutants here. I would like everyone to, this is my version of this, I would like everyone to search for Glob Herman. Ah, yes, I discovered Glob Herman a while ago. I know. I don't Glob. like how quick Matt answered that. Glob Herman's a delightful boy. I f- didn't know his name was Glob oh. Herman, but I do yeah. know. Yeah. I do know Glob. Yeah. I think he was in the 2019 run. He shows up. Mm-hmm. He's just a skeleton, but he's kind of like armor. But instead of armor being armor, that's just his body, and it's just like a like a psionic wax paraffin exoskeleton yeah. thing. Yeah. Instead of skin, he has. He has yeah, like wax. wax and, and he can light himself on fire. That's his power. Oh, <laughs> power like a can like a candle. Oh, he is. He's an X-Men three. Is he? What? Yeah. During the attack on Alcatraz, there's a there's a man in a trench coat with a with a globby face. Oh, yeah. Oh. There he is. That's 
Glob Herman. Well, son of a bitch. Glob Herman's wax body is the MVP for something like Splashdown that has players trying to knock each other into water. Mm. So there you go. I think I think okay. we could have a real fun time, a real fun, wholesome time watching uh, mutants just kill the shit out of each other <laughs> doing these like inane children's events. I need to make sure that everybody sees the image I just posted in the doc. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those listening, it is just Glob Herman looking kind of like Ghost Rider on fire yelling, I'm the human torch. And an old man in the background saying, Herman sure going to feel that in the morning. (laughs) It's it's a real uh, diehard kind of line. I love his like dumb, like googly eyes too. Like over top of the wax body. Yeah. So. To paint the picture for anyone who is not able to Google Glob Herman right now, you see all his guts, and then like around that is a a clear pink yeah. glob, so to speak. If you remember Nickelodeon's Inside Out Boy, the boy who ran, flew around the the swing set, uh, did a full turn around the swing set. Oh, yeah, he's he's like Inside Out Boy. What is Nickelodeon's Inside Out Boy? I remember that. I don't know this. Matt, you are definitely too young for that. I probably am. I forget what that was from, but I remember it. Yeah, I think yeah. that'll... You, you'll you'll have a poor memory on what he's watching. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. He went over the bars. was a hell of a drug. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside Out Boy. He went over the bars. Okay, I'll look up Inside Out Boy too. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Very good. Good pulls all around. Todd, who are going to compete for Raven Darkholm's love on The Bachelor is Love Skin Deep? Yeah, hang on. I got to close my 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 page for Freak on a Leash lyrics. <laughs> we all have Freak on a Leash lyrics up. You guys need yeah. the lyrics? Uh, I, I get Freak on a Leash confused with make me bad and i don't want to like matt we didn't all yeah. work at columbus's biggest rock station <laughs> right. bad news kyle neither did i <laughs> <laughs> take that that station all right here i've got an answer so the trick the trick to this series is that we don't need to pretend imagine who would want to date mystique because the comics have already <laughs> given us that a tier list of all these mutants and we're bringing a bunch here, and boy, oh boy, are they ready to fall into those different archetypes for TV. So let's just get this Please out of the way. Please don't bring Nightcrawler in here. <laughs> well, I, I won't directly. We have to say this. To no one's surprise, Wolverine is going to be here. I mean, sure. certainly, he's a crowd favorite. Everyone roots for him. It's a Marvel property. Wolverine's right. going to show well, up eventually. Yeah. Well, and this one makes sense because, like, they have a history and with the more you think about it, it's his healing factor and Mystique's ability to shapeshift make them both near immortal. And so, like, they have dated. They have dated multiple <laughs> times. It is a whole thing. They obviously, you know, they make a good fit. It's even, like, hinted to in, in the original X-Men trilogy. There's a whole moment where yeah. she's like, no one cuts me like you do. And he's like, ew, I'm Hugh Jackman. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so anyway, they're going to be there. However... We're also bringing in Mystique's canonical short-term boyfriend that she shacked up with for a while and Wolverine's brother, Sabretooth, Mm. because that is canon as well. So you know when Sabretooth walks into the villa with a chip (laughs) on his shoulder, he and Wolverine, they're going to butt heads a little bit because reality (laughs) TV needs conflict. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So while those two, you know, they're huffing and puffing around trying to be real big, you got to keep your eye on 
old school brotherhood of mutant teammate and long-term lover of female mutant named Destiny, who was a canonical same-sex relationship that Mystique had in the 80s from her little team of troublemakers. (laughs) She has the ability to tell the future, and she will be quite the quiet force in the villa or house or I don't know, whatever this is. (laughs) A fun little side note. Comic writers initially set out to make Mystique and Destiny Nightcrawler's parents. That was like their intent. Um, Mm. I don't know if they were able to get that to stick back then. But if you know that, that's all fine and good, except to the stage left, we have a literal devil, Azazel, who canonically is Nightcrawler's dad. Because Mystique and Azazel had a baby and it's Nightcrawler. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what the story is they actually settled on in the comics. 40 some years later, but you know, there's going to be drama in this sexy show. (laughs) (laughs) Now, without like going on and on and on about all this like laundry list of of people that she's dated, we're going to see other familiar household names like Gambit, Professor X and Iceman show up briefly, you know, before being voted out. But the last Dark Horse edition we're going to be adding is another mutant that uses guns, Matt, and his name is Phantom X. Wasn't it familiar? Well, I didn't use him because I wanted to leave him for you, Todd. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Phantom X. You see, this gun-wielding mutant, it, this kind of fucked up, had a long-running relationship with Psylocke, <laughs> only to find out that it had been Mystique the whole time. Oops. Oh. oh. Yeah. There's a whole scene, I guess, they get done banging, and she's like, oh, by the way, I'm Mystique, and then they have a gunfight between the two. Anyway, we can only hope for that kind of same zany dating escapades here in this show. <laughs> also, she dated Deadpool, but, like, do we need more of that? Is that what we need? Do, do we need more no. Deadpool? No. Do we need more we of that? Not. We got it. Thank you, Todd. That's it. That's the whole thing. Good. Thank you. Matt? Andrew? Before we move on, it's, well, you can't argue any, with perfection. I can't stop looking at Glob Herman. <laughs> You're fixated on Glob Herman. Yeah. Too stunned. Okay. So, guys, the biggest thing, the most important part of every reality show are the challenges that we put the contestants through. This is where we, you know, we up the drama, the stakes get raised, someone's going to win or lose, and like prizes come out of the challenges. The challenges are the big part of, that we want to talk about here. So, Once again, what are the challenges you are going to put your contestants through, and how is this elevated by them being mutants? We will award bonus points to anyone who is able to tie their challenges in with a corporate sponsor or product. This is all expensive to shift the schedule around like that. We got to make some of our money back. So if you can get a sponsored challenge into your show, we're going to like that. Matt, what do you got for us? Yeah, Kyle. So again, the impetus of Beauty and the Geek, the show that this is all based on, is that the challenges are less about like who can do this the best and more about just general self-improvement. There is certainly a challenge aspect. People win, people lose, people get immunity, people are eliminated. But the whole idea is that everything that is being done in a challenge is some sort of life skill or lesson or general knowledge that it is worth the person learning and the challenges were always split up. The geeks had one challenge. The beauties had another challenge. And as they were paired one beauty to one geek, they would help each other study or learn. So the beauties would help the geeks learn things like how to tuck their shirt in correctly, (laughs) how to dance, perhaps how to give back massages. 
while the geeks would teach the beauties things like read Freakonomics by Malcolm Gladwell and then interview the author for a 60-minute interview. Is that real? No. That is real. That's a real thing they do on season two. That's so weird. That's so weird. Great TV. Yeah. Learn general car skills and be able to change the air filter on this random car while we've dressed you up like Daisy Duke. Great times and total self-improvement on all sides. So just like that, our challenges are going to be incredibly one-sided, much like learning Four to seasons dance. Of that, huh? Yeah, much like learning to dance versus interviewing Malcolm Gladwell. One side will help the other learn to use creative problem solving that doesn't include blasting their way through conflict. The other side will help their teammates just learn general social skills. They're just going to try and help them get out of the house sometimes and talk to people. Because if you look like Beak... You need help with that. <laughs> Poor Beak. Exactly. Poor Beak. These are the kind of things that, you know, it's going to be like, Cyclops, we need you to have this civil conversation and not, you know, laser beam somebody's. I don't know enough about X-Men to, like, really make this bit work anymore. Like I said, I'm mostly here to talk about being. <laughs> no, you were, you were getting We need there. you to not be a bummer for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Can you, well, that's <laughs> can you not impossible. be a huge fucking boner? Like, Jubilee, you need to impress that person over there. Maybe instead of using prestidigitation, you can talk about your personality. <laughs> Things like that. It's, it's, that's, that's, those are the challenges. That's what we're doing. Shooty and the freaks. Jubilee can't stop cleaning five foot cubes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that joke was for. Oh, it's more people than you think, I'm sure. That's fair. That's fair. Great. Matt, thank you. You're right. It is great, Kyle. Thank you. Yeah. Andrew. So. What competitions do you have? Yeah. So you guys, you may have guessed I've been saving the best for last. Now, we, we talked about it a little bit, but, you know, you can't have the same dialogue about Nickelodeon Guts without talking about its final event, the aggro crag, right? Like, they are synonymous, right? You think about Nickelodeon Guts, it's the aggro crag. It's the aggro crag. We're all oh, yeah. waiting to get to the aggro crag. That's right. Now, the real aggro crag from the show would pit all three of our tween contestants against each other in a race to the top of the 20x foot structure. Each contestant would get a specific lane associated with their uniform colors. It was like red, blue, purple, or whatever. And then, like I mentioned earlier, they would need to climb up, kind of like scramble up, but they, they have to hit seven buttons or what they called actuators <laughs> that uh, that served as like little checkpoints. And if they made it to the top and didn't hit all of them, they'd have to kind of scramble back down and, you know, and find it. As they climbed, there would be all kinds of hazards like foam rock slides, <laughs> glitter snowstorms. There were big water cannons. I think Todd mentioned that earlier. And just like a ton of fog everywhere, like dry ice <laughs> everywhere. And the occasional Nickelodeon branded green slime. Uh, now, whoever got all seven checkpoints in the shortest time was deemed the winner. And they would get re unreasonable amount of points and would usually end up winning the gold. Now, going back to our relaunched uh, pilot, Mike O'Malley presents Nickelodeon's Guts starring the New Mutants. I think the way that this shakes out in this pilot episode is that Cannonball likely gets an early lead by exploding his legs to propel him straight up the mountain. Sure. Right. Along the way, though, he notices he misses a button or two, and now he has to kind of like scramble back down an increasingly foggy cliffside. <laughs> we see he's about to hit this missing button when all of a sudden the button literally starts melting in front of his eyes. The camera pans to the right and we see Sunspot smirking as he melts the opposing actuator and also Cannon's balls feet right into the, the metallic side of the aggro <laughs> crag. Sunspot starts climbing up his lane and then immediately stops dead. 
Without warning, we see Sunspot let out a blood-curdling scream, yelling something like, my face, my face is burning right off, oh God! <laughs> now we, the audience, have no idea what he's talking about, and we just see him standing there three feet from the top, and then all of a sudden, on the left-hand side, we see Danny Moonstar just slinking up her lane to nab the final button, ultimately claiming victory. Danny looks at Sunspot and Cannonball, who is also letting out his own horrified shriek, and then she goes, okay, you guys are free now as she releases them from their psychic prison of abject horrors that allowed her to nab the wind because that's Danny Moonstar's power is that she creates nightmares, living nightmares for people. You almost might have understood that if you watched the New Mutants movie. Almost. <laughs> yeah. That's her comic canon power too. It's it's pretty rad. It's much better in the comics than it it's is. It's much in better the in the comics because she can create dreams too. It's not just like it's not just she's uh, not just a horror monster. Gotcha. Yeah. So we watch Danny climb the podium to first place and happily clutch that beautiful lime green slab of synthetic polymer and plastic while Cannonball and Sunspot vomit blood on either side of her. <laughs> and then Mike O'Malley hands Danny a brand new pair of moon shoes brought to you by moon shoes. <laughs> Roll credits. I wanted moon shoes so bad. <laughs> oh, we all Oh did. my God, yeah. Who didn't? Upon learning that they are just like... Trash. They existed to, to break children's ankles. Yeah. Yep. Very glad my parents never got yeah. them for me. But yeah. Hey, kid, do you want to step in a pothole for fun? <laughs> <laughs> to jump just a little higher? Right. To jump a little bit higher, yes. That all sounds great, Andrew. Thank you. Spirit of competition, thrilling, thrilling twists and turns. Good competition. Thank you. Todd, what do you got for us? Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand how if you're going to take a bunch of X-Men and put them together on competitive shows, you're going to want big explosions, big action, you know, lots of using weird powers. We're going to do quite the opposite from what you'd expect here, Kyle, because you see, you take a whole bunch of superpowered horny people with a broad spectrum of sexuality and you put them in a mansion for two months on a journey for love. And I think there's already going to be a pretty high expectation of superpowered antics. And we're just going to just going to turn away from that. We're going to make these people. And if you're familiar with the Bachelor Bachelorette series, they do just the most benign things. They go on like a boat ride, a hot air balloon ride, dinner by a pool. We're going to make them do that. We're going to make them do that to truly make them test their chemistry while refraining from using their powers that makes them special and unique. Because like I said, the Bachelor series makes them do like like push cart races and flag football they're doing their all challenges that, are instagram photo ops a hundred percent they are usually hosted like if it's flag football they bring in like travis kelsey or someone else from the nfl to like be there to be like oh it's travis kelsey is the only nfl person I can some think linebacker right who's yeah. trying yeah. to pad his tv creds yeah yeah <laughs> right so so they're doing all of that just with no bells and whistles so real basic first date shit that forces them to actually talk to each other with the cameras just intimately and unapologetically in their faces. And even further, if we're talking about like the capstone of Bachelor Bachelorette, the only energy that's going to drastically change here is the hometown visits when they have to go visit each other's families. So like if you're familiar with this, when it gets down to the final three or four, they all have to the, the bachelor or the bachelorette go to the hometowns of those people and it's like camera staged homes and they sit down with their immediate family and it gets fucking weird. Yeah. And so we're going to do that. We're going to do that for these characters and it's going to get really messy because half of these characters are already related. So like Mystique <laughs> has a child. 
the same child, potentially with two of these contestants. Two of them are brothers, Wolverine and Sabretooth. Hell, Mystique had a thing with Draven, which is Wolverine's son. So, like... Gross. The potential for these really, really awkward, terrible moments. We don't need powers to make the special events special. The drama will just pop off by putting them into these small, well-staged homes for cameras and then pretending to be an actual, normal, nuclear-like family. Probably just should be said, the whole home visits and the whole show in general is going to be sponsored by Ancestry.com because, obviously, oh. we got we got some <laughs> questions that need to be answered around here. Todd, I have one question for you. What is the hometown visit going to be like for, say, Wolverine and Sabretooth, who were canonically born in the 1800s? <laughs> well, Kyle... <laughs> You know what? I think Wolverine like lives in the woods a lot of the time. So, and I think Sabretooth also typically lives in a cabin or some woods. They're gonna just go to a remote cabin in the woods. The, well, what's gonna happen? Ancestry.com is gonna pay for them to have a glamper, like a nice, mm. a nice, well set up glamper with some lawn chairs out in front. That camper will never not smell like beef jerky. Oh, it's no. gonna have a smell. It's gonna have a stink. It's certainly gonna have a stink. All right. I thought you were gonna Great. ask what's the what's the home visit for Azazel. The canonical devil of the X Men universe, actual Satan, the one that's that that is biblically referenced as like that's why they said Satan looks that way. No, I mean <laughs> that clearly spelled out. They're gonna go to hell because that's a thing they, they do to... in the comics. Yeah, yeah pretty enough. regularly, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's really not a surprise at all. Surprisingly benign. Yeah, yeah. high five Ghost Rider on the way. <laughs> all right, guys. So. Me and Robbie Iggs really, really like all of these pitches here, and we're having a hard time making a decision of what we're going to air to fill the, the gaps of these shows. Um, so to help us figure it out, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we want to hear your answers to this question. We need a twist. Every good reality show has a twist that comes either like mid-season or like the audience is aware of something that the contestants aren't or something. Survivor will bring on voted off contestants. They'll bring them back to cause more drama. Or like, Joe Millionaire wasn't actually a millionaire. Wasn't actually a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> something that nobody ever saw coming. No, of course not. So what twist, mid-season or otherwise, is going to make sure that your show is the buzz at the water cooler the next morning after the night it airs? Uh, we will take your answers right after this break. How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller. All right, we are back. We are ready to hear your pitches for the twist that you've put in your show to make sure that it is like the number one trending topic after it airs. Matt, take it away. Yeah, absolutely, Kyle. See, the biggest twist 
that happened every season on Beauty and the Geek was some beauty and some geek falling in love. And every season they were like, we didn't think it could happen. These vaguely hot people <laughs> and these conventionally hot people in one house for three months. How could they have ever fucked? So, you know, it's crazy. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of the same things, but the big reveal, the big thing that's going to happen on Shooty and the Freaks was something that we wrote before Todd gave his answer today, and that's okay. It's going to come from the very specific moment when Beak and Jubilee are expressing their love for each other, and Beak's like, I can't believe you fell for a freak like me, or whatever it is that the bird guy says. <laughs> And then Jubilee is going to be like, well, you love me because I'm a beauty, but could you love me if I was a freak too? And then she turns into Mystique. It's been Mystique the whole time. It never was Jubilee. It was Mystique the whole time. Wait, why didn't she say if you could love me because I was a shooty? Andrew, look, just let me have this. (laughs) Because Matt forgot the premise of his own show. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I said if I was a freak, because Jubilee was a mm-hmm. shooty the whole time. So it's like, you know, you love me because I'm a shooty, and I'm not a shooty. I'm a freak. Um, I hate <laughs> to say this, but Mystique can't emulate the powers of other mutants. So if Jubilee was shooting the whole time, then how do we explain that? <laughs> well, that's why we picked Jubilee, because she can just like put Roman candles in her sleeves, and she'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, uh, sure. what what twist you got for us in Mike O'Malley presents yeah. Nickelodeon's guts? <laughs> so there's a pretty big twist in New Mutants comic canon. Um, at some point, Cable shows up because he is that's what he does. Uh, Cable shows up from the future and says, "I'm in charge now," <laughs> which is also you know what Cable does. So much like we're gonna we're gonna follow this, and just like with with Nickelodeon's guts, Cable's gonna show up from the future and murder Mike O'Malley, and then take the mantle as the host oh. of Nickelodeon's guts. <laughs> so now it's Mike O'Malley presents Nickelodeon's guts, featuring the New Mutants starring Cable. Cable's inaugural episode is to have a battle of Scott Summers' other children from different realities because Perfect. Scott Summers has a lot of children from other realities. So we see Cable refereeing a, seri- a series of events between Rachel Summers, Ruby Summers, and Nate Gray, a.k.a. X-Man, also known as Mutant Jesus. If you guys, do you guys know X-Man? I He's do. one of my favorites. I've heard of X-Man. He's X-Man Jesus. He's one of the most 90s things to come out He's of the so 90s. Stupid. Alongside I have Onslaught. not. Yeah, Matt, Matt, look up X-Man. He's really good. There's a part of that 2019 run of X-Man right before they go to Krakoa. Heavily involves X-Man. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Huh. Yeah. Wow, he it's really is Jesus. mutant Jesus. He's yep. he's mutant Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, and like in a, in every way in every way. Huh. Yeah, I think Cyclops has more canonical kids than even Wolverine does. Yeah. Cuz he's got You might be right. Rachel Summers is his him and Jean, Jean Grey. Ruby Summers is him and Emma Frost. Let me pull up and the map real quick. Nate Gray. Yeah, there's is, a map. There is a map. <laughs> yeah. I've got the map open. X-Man is Cyclops and Jean Grey also, but when Jean Grey was being the Phoenix? controlled by Madeline Pryor. Oh, okay. God, X-Men yeah. is a nightmare. <laughs> Which was a storyline in the 80s. <laughs> it is. Super is. <laughs> he might have more children than Wolverine. He has not done as much boning 
as Wolverine. No, no, no. Nobody's boned more than Wolverine. <laughs> Nobody's Wolverine will Wolverine. bone anything that moves. Wolverine's got a solid hundred years on him. Like, yeah, he got a head start. That's true, yeah. He's got his own <laughs> cinematic universe of bangs. There's a wiki for that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Cable. Great, great mix-up. Great addition to the show, Andrew. We love it. Todd, bring us home. Tell us the twist in your, your X-Men Bachelor show. I hate to say... We've kind of all read from the same playbook today, Kyle, because <laughs> mid-season through in the the Bachelorette, love, skin deep, whatever, after a shocking rose ceremony that sees someone who shares a bloodline with Wolverine leave, I don't know or care who, there's an announcement where they say, oh, before you go tonight back to your dorms or wherever they sleep uh, we've got one more thing to show you and that is when we find out that this mystique has been a time displaced clone from another universe the whole time and the original in oh, no. universe mystique shows up and now there's two mystiques on this show that have oh no maybe shared memories depending on the continuity you want to believe in but they're both here and they're both dating and they both shapeshift and it's gonna get weird. And hey, listen, the real talk is there was a season of Bachelorette that had two Bachelorettes on it, and everyone got real that weird had a time displaced Bachelorettes it. on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite season. Yeah. It was really cool they figured yeah. out how to do that, actually. Uh, yeah. They had time displaced Bachelorettes. Weird yeah. they never did it again. Yeah, it's <laughs> so strange. The technology is advanced. Um, well, it's at, a one way kind of thing. They got the click remote, they gave them the click remote. <laughs> People ate that shit up, so, I mean, why not? And as we've all said, switching out clones and of Mystique and time displacing is just all the rage in the in the X-Men universe. Todd, what are the odds the two the two Mystiques end up dating each other? Oh, oh, it's it's more than zero. More than zero. <laughs> Those odds are high, dude. Yeah, odds mm -hmm. are odds are high. <laughs> yeah. Marvel's already crossed that line. Loki already kissed himself. That's a thing that's yeah, already happened that in canon. Yeah, yeah, they, that's those true. Smooched. They sure did. I have to imagine that there is, there's got to be some Mystique comic out there where Mystique kisses herself somehow. Absolutely, it's out there. You're probably you're probably not off base. Go go yeah. find it, horny nerds. I don't have time for that. I'm too busy <laughs> find being it. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. We all know that's not true, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that. You're right. I've got so much time to look that up. All right, guys. So me and Bob Iger both really love all of these pitches. However, we are not the only ones making this decision. Um, we have brought in some other D plus execs. However, they don't have time to hear everything that you just told us today. So uh, for your closing statement today, I need you guys to give the new execs that just walked in the elevator pitch version of your show, um, and they're going to use that information to to help us decide what to pick today. So, Matt, closing statements. Take it away. Yeah, too easy, Kyle. Hey, execs, we're going to do a show. We're going to take three popular hot X-Men that everybody likes and three weird X-Men that nobody's seen before, and you're going to be able to sell merch for all six of them. Shooty and the Freaks coming this fall, <laughs> Disney+. Plus. Uh, hey, execs. How you doing? Do you remember Nickelodeon's guts? Oh, you 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 don't. Well, okay. It it was like a sports show, but like kind of like American Gladiators, but for kids. But really, it was just like a bunch of kids play basketball. But yeah, so we're gonna do that, but like with New Mutants. Oh, you don't know who New Mutants are? Um, they're like the X Men, but like but not. They're like <laughs> but new. They're like the X Men, but like they're X they're like they're like no no not 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 like that. They're like they're like C tier X Men, not Jubilee. No no like like Wolfsbane. 
You're like, Wolf Spain? Eh. We're doing it. <laughs> Great. Uh, hey, hey, execs, real quick. Uh, Bobbert wants something real and something quality for D+, and I'm giving it to him here. I'll just make this quick. It's got the three things that we know will sell. Reality drama, horniness, and it's going to have Wolverine in it. Just take that back. That's, that's, that's what we got. All right. The execs have heard all your pitches. We are going to go in this other room now and decide what we're going to pick. My brain just exploded. I clicked the link. Oh, I clicked the family tree. Oh, yeah, the family oh, tree no. link. I've just gotten the knowledge of the universe. I just zoomed in on a random <laughs> section and found the words Age of Ultron. <laughs> Guys, while we, while we decide what show is going to make it to air here today, please pull yourselves away from the Scott Summers family tree and do some good vibes. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Andrew, I've defined most of my personality over the last 30 years by Nickelodeon's Guts, a show that aired before I was born. And not entirely. most uh, Only one season was before I was born, but a, a number of it. Anyway, wow, look how many lines come off Wolverine. Jesus uh, Christ. It's a lot of lines <laughs> come off Wolverine. So much. <laughs> anyway, Andrew, I love what you did today. I love Nickelodeon Guts, man. I yeah, That show meant so much to me as a kid, and... I really like the new mutants, even though the movie was dog. And um, <laughs> I think it's a fun idea. Like, I think it's fun to take the new mutants and put them on the aggro crag. It's a great idea. I like that Cannonball has the power of Kentucky. And <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> Todd, I honestly have never watched The Bachelor. It's not really for me. I don't do a lot of the dating shows. But I understand its cultural significance as a connoisseur of reality TV. It would be foolish, nay, disrespectful of me to not, you know, put honor behind the name that is The Bachelor, parentheses, et. And I think that you made a very good version of it today. The idea of, like, the person you're dating is Mystique, so she's everyone and no one is very funny. Mm-hmm. It was even funnier that you brought in a second different Mystique. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> Producers ate that shit up, too. For what it's worth, that, like, just real quick about The Bachelor Bachelorette, the quality, and this is this is really going to say something. I realize what this sentence is going to sound like. The quality's really gone down in the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> and I... <laughs> Uh-huh. Let that let that just be a testament for how bad it is now that there were a number of years that there were like really good plot lines and only a couple tropes that kept coming back year after year. But then at some point they just went too many gimmicks and it's just not good anymore. And at this point now, the only reason to watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette is to find out who these people are, because then they do Bachelor in Paradise, which completely gets rid of the the thin veneer of a dating show. Mm-hmm. And it's just they put all these sexy singles on a beach and they just get them liquored up. It's already like the MCU in that you got to watch the regular seasons of The Bachelor. <laughs> so right. so you know what's going on in the in the ones you care about. What a good comparison, Kyle, because when I watch Bachelor in Paradise, I'm constantly like, well, I don't know who that guy is, but I guess I'll catch up if I watch long enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The, yeah, the Bachelor Bachelor in Paradise is just the Bachelor in Paradise is just Avengers movies. If you don't watch the movies that lead up to it, you're not going to know who all the characters are. Holy shit. So fucking dumb. 
<laughs> Matt, your answer was so fun and weird and real and just so funny. Shooty and the Freaks is something <laughs> that's going to be in my brain for more than it should be. <laughs> and and for that, I guess I thank you. Um, Really good pool. I don't know why you pulled the ones that you did, but I'm glad you did. And I'm glad that I learned about Beak today. <laughs> Great job. And Todd, I mean, look. There's every every once in a while there comes an episode where somebody hears a ringer. You're obviously a ringer for this one. The only other person that I think has more position to do this than you is Kyle. So <laughs> great job. You brought the correct answer. X-Men as Bachelor is very, very funny. And the nod to the two Bachelorettes is a very specific, very unique joke for a very so niche dumb. audience. And it's, it is very dumb. Great job, both of you. I'm going to make my partner listen to this one. And she's going to hate it. <laughs> she's going to hate it. going to trap her in the car and put it on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Matt, Shooty and the Freaks. Let's let's talk real quick. <laughs> let's do it. The very first thing I thought of when you said that was, this is going to have the same energy as Andrew's Pokemon game baddies or daddies. I was going to say, it's it's dra- trapped or... Trapped in a Marisaur. Trapped in a Marisaur. I can never, I can never get it's it. Trapped in a Marisaur. So stupid you took things that that rhymed with other things and you classified things and it was great honestly it was great what a great pairing of yeah you know who these nerds are we don't care about them we're not here to talk about scott summers no one wants to talk about scott summers <laughs> no. give the people what they want they want marrow they want beak that's what they want. <laughs> America's America wants beak. <laughs> Give more if that's what that's actually what what's that producers? Just more beak? Just more, more beak. There it is. That's all they're saying. Yeah. I foresee an old navy t-shirt that says America by the end of this series. So, there you go. That's pretty good. Good. <laughs> and Andrew, I love guts. I was yeah. not in any shape as a child to compete in guts. <laughs> no, same. Absolutely same. I'm pretty sure I'd do pretty well today. I'd kick the shit out of that aggro crag. You'd crush those 12-year-olds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would just keep throwing them away. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the thought of kind of a similar play that I had of, no, 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 you don't get to use your powers on this. You just gotta be a normal-ass <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, but now we're at the crag, let it loose. Just go, yeah. just go ham on that one. Also, some of the names that you've dropped have been a reminder that Marvel Snap is a very good game, and I wouldn't know who some of these characters were if I hadn't had dipped into Marvel Snap as long as I did. Guys, the execs and I have have filed back into the room now. We have we've made our decision. So, Matt, uh, we regret to inform you that we we cannot put a show called Shooty and the Freaks <laughs> on Disney Plus. <laughs> Here in 2023, for what I hope are a lot of obvious reasons, I'm not going to explain why we can't put a show, again, called Shooty and the Freaks on Disney+. Plus. We like the premise. We like a lot of a lot of what you had did sound really good, would make a good show, but the, the title is a non-starter, um, and unfortunately, that disqualifies you today. You know, whatever, man. <laughs> gives a shit what you like (laughs) great that's gonna take us here to andrew andrew um we really like guts we really want to revive guts however we don't think that like this style of competition show is gonna work well as like 
a flagship reality show on a streaming service. However, we are going to put you in contact with the people over at like just Disney Channel proper because we think we have a home oh. for for Mike O'Malley's Nic- presents Nickelodeon's Guts, starring Cable, st- starring Cable on like just the regular Disney Channel, regular broadcast Perfect. television. We got some, Great. we got ads we sold already, and huge blocks of time that we just got to fill with some cool. filler. So See we think, dweebs. So we th- we, we'll, we'll put you in contact with those people. That leaves us here with Todd. Todd, you are our winner today. You are go- We are going to put The Bachelor at Is Love Skin Deep on the front page there of Disney+. Plus. You're going to headline Disney+, Plus for a few weeks while we get the masses hooked and get their $10.99 for ad-free The Bachelorette Is Love Skin Deep. I've got great news. When season two is going to star, star Mero, her only canonic uh, relationship is with Spider-Man. Oh, huh. good. Good for Spider-Man. Good, good for both of them. Good for both of them. So that is going to do it for us all today. Thank you all for listening. We just want to remind you again, if you want like the show, want to support the show, please head over to patreon.com slash debate this cast. Sign up at any tier. You will have access to bonus content and our Discord. And you can go up in tiers to do things like commission your own episodes of Flavor Text, where we do deep dives on shows, get the the post show of every regular episode that we record and you'll get access to all of our bonus shows like the office drones or whatever the next show that follows office drones. It's deconstructed. It's the Disney channel original movie breakdown. So and you'll get access to deconstructed our Disney channel original movie show when office drones wraps up That's going to do it for us today. Thank you for listening to Debate This. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast or at our website at DebateThisCast.com. I do not know what this next paragraph says yet, but I'm going to read it anyway. Merch! We have that! Right now, you can go on the internet and order things that say Debate This! exclamation point on them. All you need to do is head over to our Redbubble page and give us your money. Does our Red Bubble page have a cool and easy URL for us to read in this audio ad? No, it doesn't. But you can find it with a relative ease by going to www.debatethiscast.com and visiting the support our show page there on our website. You did really good. That was a great that was, that was a great cold read. Thanks, guys. Until next time, I'm Kyle Harper. I'm Matt. Hey, you. Hey, you. Mystique's former mister. Your powers are spiky metal fisters. Cole. I'm Andrew. Go get your beak on, Henderson. I'm Todd. The show Dirty Jobs, but it's hosted by Glob Herman <laughs> Thomas. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you could come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. <laughs> <laughs>